With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Client Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowan, so I'm joined this afternoon by Ashley Priest. It's a bit later in the day for us to be doing one of these, Ash, so I'm, I'm going to try and keep it brief. Um, there's not actually much happening in the world of Aston Villa at the moment. It's been a bit of a, a quiet day, hasn't it, since the Diego Carlos news earlier this week? He has, yeah. Mr Lang has been at St Andrews last night, sporting director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to there. Perhaps looking over Keenan Davis's debut or perhaps... Uh, Courtney Horse's loan deal, which is obviously Watford are keen, so that's been, been interesting. Courtney Horse, I believe, is back in training now, so we'll see what develops regarding him. Um, yeah, bit of a quiet, quiet couple of days since Diego's injury and reacting to that and what, what it means and what next. But do you reckon we need a centre back, Dan? Just going to throw it at you. Do we, are we desperate for one, would you say? Um, we're not, not desperate for one because yeah. when we, we could field a team. Put it that way. Yes, we can put we can put two centre backs on the pitch. We could play three at the back. We've got the numbers yeah. to do so. But you um, want some, yeah. But the coaching staff and Johan Langer and everyone else who's in, in charge of transfers at Aston Villa thought that there was a weakness to bring Diego Carlos in in the first yeah. place. So if that was done to improve the side, yeah, the centre backs we've got, yeah, they're good. They should be good enough to, to start in the Premier League, but they're not good enough to take us to the next level. Is what they themselves thought to bring yeah. Carlos in in the first place. So, you know, Kamara being in there certainly solidifies things a little bit and helps out for sure, but there's still a, a bit of a golfing class in terms yeah. of what, what Carlos could have brought to us. I mean, he only played two games, uh, competitive games, but he did look, did look good. Uh, making out like he's this world beater, like he might not have gone on to have a, a great season, but the, the signs were that he would. Yeah. Uh, and was an improvement on, on what was previously there. So if the club felt that they had to make a, an improvement over the summer anyway, Kind of feel like they've got to improve, um, replace Carlos in terms of quality as well, not just in terms of a, a body. Mm. Um, but this weekend, at least, it'll, it'll be Chambers and and, Cons, and and Mings. I think will be the two that would start yeah. for me. And that is again, I said it all the way through the, the, the summer and stuff. The squad that we've got on paper is capable of finishing in the top ten already. I think. Mm. Even taking away Carlos, I think Kamara makes that much of a difference. I mean, the, yeah. the gap from 14th to 10th isn't impossible. It only takes a couple of teams to not have a, a great season. And like we said, six points against Watford, Newcastle beat us. There's a lot of games we could have picked up those points last season. Mm. So it's not you know out of the realms of possibility that this side finishes 10th without any further improvement. So if they deem that good enough, then that's fine. But I don't think this squad is anywhere near capable of getting back into Europe anytime soon. No. So window closes two weeks. We've seen so far. Yeah, window closes two weeks tomorrow. Would you be content with the squad now, or would you be underwhelmed, or what? What, what do you be word to describe it? <laughs> I've said it before. Whelmed is the word, Whelmed. isn't it? Um, not underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I think the problem is. I didn't think this was this podcast was going to go this way. By the way, no. I was under interrogation. This is what this is not what we've come on to talk about. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. The club themselves have set the expectations for the fans. 
yes. Perzo and Gerard have said they've come That's out fair. fighting and said big things. It's going to be a big summer window. We're going to make these changes. You know, we've got these ambitions. Then to lose on the first day, and if what you just said, we don't sign anyone else, we've improved the first team by one player. That yeah. isn't the big transfer window that we were that we were told was coming. The big transfer no. window is 100 million, three or four new starters. So. I think it's fine. I'd, I'd be okay with it. Um, but, you know, the expectation the club themselves set was big window, we want to push on. I don't think the transfer business correlates with those statements uh, as things stand. If we go and sign another centre-half, a midfielder, a winger or a strike or something, you'll suddenly go, oh, there's two, three players now that have improved the first 11 from last year. That is mm. a sign of a big window. But, yeah, like you said, two weeks to go, one new signing for the first team. It's hardly like pulling up trees, is it? No, I think the plan all along was after the Palace game to assess the squad as it, as it was. I think I think we're feeling a bit of a calm before the storm now. I, I, mm. I can feel, feel it. Like, I mean, I fully expect us to sign one, if not two more. We've got two weeks left. I think there's, there's strength in there to do in the squad, and I think they'll go and do it. So, calm, but I think the conversation is ongoing now. Diego's injury has rocked us a little bit. Um, didn't see that coming. So, yeah. Like you say, two weeks to go, a bit wound as you, as, you, as you put it, but I fully expect them to go out and, and get one or two more. I saw somebody saying yesterday about whether it, you know, the kind of how the budget changes now that if Carlos was, was obviously fit and available, we might have spent the remainder of our transfer budget on a number eight or something, um, or a big chunk more money on, on a midfielder. Do you think there's now a possibility that we don't spend the money on a midfielder and prioritise spending the money on a centre half and loaning a midfielder? Or loaning a centre half and still spending the money in midfield or neither. I think, yeah, I think probably be one of them. So I think probably loan loan a centre half, uh, and probably I think they might spend a bit of money on the midfielder. Um, and we still got Morgan Santos on the future signing down. Obviously, he picked it at training, just not getting in the squads at the moment. So, yeah, it's a bit of a it'd be an interesting two weeks. Let's just say that, mate. Um, lots of conversations ongoing now. So, yeah, very interesting and work to do for Johan for Langer I think mm. I think the way the transfer window started firming up Coutinho on a permanent oh, yeah. Diego Carlos and Kamara within like a week of each other or whatever it was that that was the signs of a big window because you think yeah. oh, what's to come next um, getting Coutinho on a permanent is still a good piece of business I think for the price that we paid obviously it's nobody's fault that Carlos got injured the, the Villa couldn't account for that and neither could the player it's not our fault so somebody said that we've wasted 26 million so well kind of count for a signing it's a freak injury it's game number two he's not had any injuries barely in his whole career and then he comes to Villa Park and, and gets injured on game one uh, you know home game one mm. you know that's not anyone's fault so it just feels a little bit you know to come out and say yeah let's have a big window and then you've like I said you've got one addition in terms of a starter in Kamara because Coutinho mm. was here last season anyway yeah um, it still feels like we are a little bit short but if the window does close then and the people at the club feel like the player isn't available I would rather that than, and we're going to talk about signings in a sec, we make a signing for the sake of making a signing and we loan a Ross Barkley just yeah. to add an extra body in midfield who's not really going to offer anything anyway. I'd rather no. we, we be without that and be smart yeah. about it. Um, is that fair? Or would you rather just see signings for the sake of signing's sake? No, no, no. It needs to be quite calculated and clever with it and don't don't jump to a deal that doesn't need to be done and, and regret it afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah, we put the place I trust in Johan Langer and, and Gerard. That mean, let's down before really. So, yeah, I, I, w- I won't want to panic into too many deals like that. Not at all. Mm. 
well, today's little mini episode is going to be about transfers. I'm going to nick um, Gary Neville's Monday Night Football system of a traffic light system for green, amber and red of transfers. I don't know whether you saw Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, talking about Manchester United and their billion pound spend over the last 10 years or so and spent it on rubbish, basically, which is... Awful. What a shame for Man United. <laughs> um, but you separate their signs into green, a success, amber... You know, didn't quite work out, or still has the potential to work out, and then red, which is you know no value for money or a poor signing. So I've done the same with Villa. We've got a list. You've put together the list actually of the players. I'll see if any I can bat away and, and change into different categories. Um, there's a lot more players in green than red and amber, which is that's a good sign. First of all, yeah, I haven't really had time to do any fancy graphics. I've got a ticker that I could put on screen, but I feel like it's a little bit distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you want to start with green, amber, or red? Uh, let's go green. Let's go some positive vibes. So green, okay. Yeah. So the green, the green ticker is blue because that's what the colours <laughs> are. Sorry, I should have really thought about that. Um, could I change it while I talk? Maybe. Go on then. Um, so there's, I don't know whether you can count them as they scroll past there, but there's 43 players signed. This is since the the new owners came in in the summer of 2018. So I think that's nine transfer windows if you count this one as well. Yeah. Uh, 43 players coming through the door. Uh, to have the the majority of those in the green section, if I can change it green, there we go. Um, there you go. Is a good thing, isn't it? So I'll read them out to people who maybe are listening to this afterwards. There's McGinn, Mings, Konza, Tammy Abraham, Martinez, Watkins. It's going quick. Cash, El Ghazi, Douglas Louise, Target, Courtney Hawes, Emmy Wendia, Danny Ings, Tim Robinham, Luca Dean, Callum Chambers, Ashley Young, Robin Olsen, Kamara, Casidio, and that was it. Okay, good. Um, I don't know how much money that's spent total. I don't know whether you've got those figures in front of you. Um, Not total for green, no, but um, there's but a few, the few contentious ones in there. Are, are in there. Yeah. That, uh, that yeah. is a good sign. There's it some is. that I'd, I'd forgotten about. So I think I, me and Matt Kendrick wanted to do this as one of our sit-down podcasts, and it was going to be every Premier League signing ranked. Is there any in there that you're unsure of when you were making this list earlier? Coutinho. Uh, mm. Coutinho yeah. was in amber for me, but I bumped him up because... I had a look at his, his numbers and his impact when he fi- first came in. Very good impact he had. Um, mm. And, and yeah, so he was on the periphery, Philip Coutinho. Such a good signing on paper. Lit it up when he first came in. But it, you pinch and say, how have we got this deal done? He was very good when he first came in. But seven home games on the bounce now, not, not a goal, not an assist. Mm. His consistency levels aren't there, really. Um and we need more from him now. So I didn't want to be too harsh on him. I put him in green because it's a, it was an incredible deal when, when we first pulled it off, Dan. It really was. And he, I think it was five goals in his first, whatever, seven, eight games, just something like that. Mm. Ridiculous. Um, we had the instant return from him. So, and to get the 17 million quid did, did look good. But we were speaking earlier this summer. What a deal, Laddie. 17 million pound. No brainer. Get it done. And I know we're only two games into the season, but we haven't seen signs really of, of, of Coutinho of old and when he first came in. So, what's your, what are your thoughts? Coutinho was one for me who was on the periphery. Uh... <laughs> I've got some thoughts. Let me put in. Go on. <laughs> Coutinho, I would have put in Amber if I was making this list, I think. Yeah. There's, he's a 50-50 player. There's, he either looks brilliant or he doesn't really offer much. I think that makes him slap bang Amber. Um, I think the financial side of the deal, as much as he's probably on pretty decent wages I think 17 million for Philippe Coutinho and what that brings yeah uh, someone that Gerard knows the profile of the player that kind of stuff I think that is a good deal 
Um, we did a post after Carney left and saying, you know, 17 for Coutinho, 20 in for Chuckermaker. That's, you know, good, good business, you know, whether um, Chuckermaker goes on to do whatever. Financially, as of this summer, it's 3 million profit, isn't it, on, on Coutinho for Chuckermaker. So, I think there's good. There's obviously good signs having someone like Coutinho in your squad to put him in a green section if you're if you're rating the um, the players. But yeah. performances kind of drifting off and being inconsistent would make me drop him down into a to amber. I think. Yeah, he was um, in my amber list. I'll be interested as we go through. By the way, if people want to chuck their comments into the Facebook Live uh, section, and, we'll, and we'll, I'll read some out. Uh, there's a comment from Brandon, Brandon, which has caused me to mention the comment. Said Ramsey should be in green. We didn't really sign Ramsey. Because he came no. through the academy, so I don't, not quite counting that. But as a player, yes, Ramsey would be certainly in the green section. Um, the other two that I've got questions with there, Go on. this is maybe me being harsh, is El Ghazi and Courtney Hawes. Yeah. Is that harsh? Guess, no, uh, not really, no. Courtney Hawes was the value for money, really. Three million quid, mm. Courtney Hawes. I know he's, he's, he's not really a first-team player now, very much out of favour. But when he first came in, when Villa needed centre-backs, he came in in the January under Smith and did well. And for three million quid, I think he's been, been decent value for money. That was the thinking behind that one. Al Ghazi, likewise, had a big, big impact on loan, helped us get promotion, scored the goal to get us up as well at Wembley, helped us on our way there. And yeah, maybe an amber for Al Ghazi. Um, the other player I was thinking of, Dan, might, be, might sound harsh, to, to drop down to amber, it's going to be cause Carney just one uh, point there, thirty-three million. Yeah, again, another one that I thought was was possibly questionable. I love I love Brendier as a player. I've said many times if I was if I was the manager, I'd be trying to get oh, yeah. away to start him every single week. He's exciting to watch. I think the the, the pedigree and the profile of a sign like that is, is the signing that you, that you want to make someone like that done well in the championship. It's got to spend a bit of money, but it can push you on to the next level potentially. But so kind of no fault of his own hasn't really had that much of an impact yet because he's not been picked no. so yeah. if I'm just if I'm judging this as a performance related thing only when he plays he's green but his career so far is probably an amber because he doesn't get in the side enough to, to want exactly. to be in, in that upper echelon um, the financial side of it it's a club record I guess but that's just the way the game's gone isn't it yes. if you're going to get a half decent player in the Premier League they're going to be 20 mil at least so 30 mil for him is not it's okay. Obviously, you'd rather it be cheaper, of course. Yeah. But you know, everyone spends a lot of money on players these days, so I don't have too much, too many problems. Yeah, with that. he needs to add some numbers to his game this season. Obviously, got off to a fly mm. last week, scored. So some goals and assists from Buendia. That, that's that's the order for the mm. season ahead. Yeah, but they class Buendia's first season at Villa. It's pretty. Yeah, obviously had the change of manager. Uh, showed showed flashes of brilliance. Like I say, very much a fan favourite, Emma. So um, a lot of high hopes for him as well. Should start this weekend against Palace for me, I think. Should come into the side there. And uh, hopefully it's a really good season for him. It bodes well, in, in decent form. And uh, hopefully, yeah, it turns out right. But yeah, everyone else I thought was pretty green deals, like you say. That, that window in September 2020, Lange's first, uh, Lange, Johan Lange's first uh, summer window. Martinez, Watkins and Cash, those three, mm. very good signings. Yeah. Main stays in this Villa, Villa 11. So, yeah, some good ones there. Ashley Young on a free, no brainer. Good value for money, that one. I know he's not in the team as much, but good to have around. Um, 
I'd have had, I'd have, I would have had some initial questions over Target because I think he had one good yes. season for us. But yeah. we, we pretty much made our money back on him. So I think the financial side of his deal kind of bumps him up it's a fine. little bit. Um, yeah, was he with us for three seasons or two? Target. Promotion season and then one behind closed doors and then left. Is that right? Uh, the Target was 2019. Two seasons, Target. Two seasons, yeah. So he had one good season. And he had two and a half, where yeah. He thought he's, he's decent, but could be improved upon. And then we sold yeah. him for, for what we paid. So exactly. it kind of works out to be a decent deal, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a comment from Philip Johnson. He says, Martinez should have his own gold category, which I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, Rick says, Target and Dean should be in amber. Uh, Ings as well. Uh, prolific goal scorer. Hasn't had quite had the impact he thought. Is Ings in your amber? He's in, my, he's in my green, you know. Is in green? Is it? I've gone to uh, down, or I've just not read it. Yeah, he's in there. He's in my green. Is he? Yeah. Oh, after Brendan. Oh yeah, it's after Brendan. God, sorry, I'm reading it off a different page. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Possibly for the same reasons as Brendan. I don't really think it's through any fault of his own. No. Not score many goals. Decent price tag. Not a great age. Yeah, possibly Amber for. Um, for, for Ings uh, Richard Merrick says Brendier's first season was like my school reports could do better yeah <laughs> yeah like mine as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay I think that's pretty decent uh, going back to uh, Philip's comment about a gold category I was going to ask you out of those players which is the best if you have got to put one into a new category now of the green signings who would be in a gold category as the best signing that Villa have made gold I've got, what are you talking statue outside Villa Park? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Amy Martinez, love it. So, um, Amy Martinez, gold, gold deal, £20 million from Arsenal. What were they thinking selling him to us? Mm. Um, Amy Martinez, gold. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'll try and think of somebody else just for the sake of uh, entertainment, basically, but I'm waiting for the names to roll around again. So I, can <laughs> uh, I think Abraham is a great deal for him for in the Championship. Um, yeah. McGinn's now captain, three million. I mean, in terms of value for money, I suppose that's probably right up there. Right up there. Martinez is the obvious shout. Um, Camaro is a potential to be an obvious yes. shout because he could go on to be worth, you know, filling the blank on a, on a check for him. It could be anything. Um, and who was the other one that I quite liked? Uh, Mings as well. You know, Mings said, yeah. said said what I've said about Mings a million times. Um, might have gone past it now in terms of people thinking he's not shouldn't be in the team and stuff like that, but. He's kind of signing for Villa and getting promoted and sharing oh. the trajectory together, getting into the England squad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, Ming's straight Absolute. in there as one Big of the top ones somewhere. Yeah. Um, should we do these in order then and go on to Amber second? Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah. Last? Okay. yeah. So let's change it to Amber. Uh, it will be right. green. But let me change it to the colour Amber or as close as I can get. That'll do. Um, I'm going to have to wait for him to roll around again so I'll read the people that are listening we've got Diego Carlos which is we'll explain in a sec Leon Bailey Twanzebe on loan multiple times uh, Frederick Gilbert Nakamba Trezeguet Tom Heaton Pepe Reina oh, I forgot about him Sick. Bertrand Traore and Augustinson so we'll, we'll go with the two at the, the bookends of those Augustinson not really played yet so no. too harsh to put him in anything other than the middle section yeah. Diego Carlos the first one there Probably would have gone into the green one. I, I had him down as my player of the season for this year. Um, but obviously, yeah, may not even feature again this season. So, a lot of money spent. Not really anyone's yeah. fault that he's injured. No. Won't be a bad signing. I saw someone say, when I think somebody who said about him, was like wasting 26 mil. Someone was like, well, he's injured for like six months, eight months. He's here on a four-year deal or whatever. Like, he'll come back. 
like he'll play for us again. Like he might not play this season, but he, we've still got him. We haven't wasted yeah. money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the two that are probably excused from the conversation. Yeah. The rest here, were you attempted to to move any of these up to green? Not really. No. Um, no. No. Trezeguet. No. He's impacting that survival. Did his bit. Um, didn't yeah, did his bit there, but no, I think these are. Pretty fair, I think, on the periphery of potentially being good signings, but didn't really work out. Mm. Um, and Tom Eaton got injured, didn't he? He looked a decent keeper when we brought him in from Burnley. Just what we needed, but yeah, injury got to him. Nikamba, but on, on the fence of him, uh, mm. 10 million quid. Done well in some yeah, games. I forgot he cost that much, you know. I thought he was a bit cheaper than that, but yeah. No. When I saw your story before, I thought, oh yeah, that's not brilliant. No, but... Um, Gilbert. I thought maybe when I said about Buendia before being 30, if Marvellous Nagamba's 10, Buendia's yeah. 30, and he's more yeah. than three times the player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Down, as simple as that. Yeah, so there's a few here. Currently not, not with the first, not training with the first team. You've got Bertrand Shurore, 15 million quid from Leon. Yeah, well, that first season. In, in red, I think. Red, yeah. I'm just thinking we'll talk about the season. downgrades in a, in a second. I think Bailey is the, is the pick of the bunch there that quite yeah. easily could become a green. He's in this category because he's not quite delivered yet. No. Decent price tag, injury problems, but could yeah. be a good player. Also, go the flip side <laughs> and go down to a red. John <laughs> um, on loan, come through a couple of times. He's had decent moments with us, but the most recent loan didn't even feature. Pointless. No. Gilbert, the same. Had that decent first season with us. Loves the slide tackle, but I think with this and the similar things I said about Traore, um, El Ghazi and whoever in the green section, it's players that you're lumped with afterwards is the, is yeah. the thing for me. What can't you, who can't you get rid of? So if yeah. we can't really get rid of El Ghazi, he shouldn't be in a green as one of the best signings that we've made. Yeah. We're now lumped with a player that no one really yes. wants. I think you can say the same about people like Traore there, Trezeguet up until recently that was kind of stuck with these players. Yeah. Um, yeah, Heaton, another one, interesting one. I've got Pepe Arena. I mean, Pepe Arena, maybe in a red, maybe. We were awful when he was here. He did his bits at Copas. Copas, we survived with Pepe in goal. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, I just remember him running out. Was it that last that last no, Loads of times. Running in no man's loads life. of times. The thing I it's... remember about him now, because obviously I've got this big video library with our Twitter page and stuff. The, the, the not dancing in the egg thing. That's yeah. all I think about now. When I think about right now. That's a joke. What a guy, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the amber the amber category kind of speaks for itself. Um, Bailey, like I said, is the peak of one that could go up to the the, goal, the green category. Yes, the others could all be debated. People in the comments will be saying some of those should be red. Um, so let's move on to the red section. Oh, the... Um, the, I think is the most players in this. No, no, there's more in the green, but the amber more and the red, red could could have been similar. Yeah. Um, so these are the red players. The bottom of the barrel now. Change, change the color. <laughs> Oh dear! Right, let's let's have a Go read on. of these then. Your initial um, thoughts, please, Dad. <laughs> so the red section: Moreira. I was going to start with this first. I don't know. I forgot it. Uh, Andre Moreira, uh, Kalinic, Neeland, Wesley, Yotta, Samata, uh, Carroll, Balassi, Bjorn Engels, Borja Baston, Danny Drinkwater, Morgan Sanson, and Ross Barkley. Fair or anyone should be amber there. Um, I'm just waiting for him to roll around again. There's a lot of goalkeepers in these sections, which isn't a great yeah. sign. No, it's um, not. Any in the amber section? Anyone you saw him with there? Who's, you know, harsh on anyone? No, I don't think so. I think they're all fair. I've, I've been taking so long to answer because I'm writing from to scroll past the screen again. <laughs> um, 
Sean says, where's Matty Cash? He was in the green section at the start. Yeah, he's a good shout for one who's who's done well for us. Yeah. Moreira, I mean, the fact that I've tried to read the, the first names for a lot of these players, and I can't even remember some of them, probably tells you no. all you need to know. Um, Tom Carroll, I was going to say Troy. Balassi is someone I've totally forgotten about. Borgia Baston, absolute waste of space. Dan Drinkwater, also waste of space. Ross Barkley, waste of space. Sanson is probably the only one who could go up a grade because of course, yeah. he could still offer us something. Now, the rest of those aren't even at the club anymore, so that they can stay in red. Yeah. Wesley is out on loan, but he's in there for again, not his fault he got injured, but a lot of money yeah. on a player that some would argue wasn't even good enough to begin with, then yeah. gets a bad injury, goes out on loan a million times and we'll never see him play for Aston Villa again. Has to be a bad signing just just from based on the financial side of it. Yotta. Again, when we signed him, I thought that was an okay deal, to be honest. He'd done well at Brentford with Smith, so I thought maybe he'd offer a little bit. Yeah. But the levels that we've gone through over the years, you know, we're signing Yotta from, from from Blues, I think, in a swap deal for Gary Gardner, if I remember right. Yeah, some, um, some cash involved there, yeah. Doing that and thinking he's going to be our bit little creative spark and retaining our first season back to then now signing Buendia, who can't even get get minutes for us. Like, we have come on leaps and bounds in the last four years. Yeah. But some of them names, Kalinich, Carroll, Baston, it's just crap, isn't it? Then, Bjorn Engels did all right when he first no, first came with us, yeah. But injuries and was two out of five, wasn't he? Um, he started that season with Tyler Mings at the back, didn't he? Um, mm. but yeah, yeah Mingles, Mingles, remember that? Mm. But, um, yeah, Sanson can't get in, even in the squad at the moment. Um, so it doesn't bode well for him either. What's Barkley? From, from Rick. And Rick and Daniel who both say exactly the same thing, unfair on Engels and Sanson. So yeah, they're probably the only two. Sanson for me, yeah. just because he's still in the squad. So yeah, he could come back in a few few games time maybe and do something and we'll all be saying, oh yeah, it's like new signing for us basically. Sanson could still do something. Engels, I don't know, I didn't really ever rate him. I think there was times where he looked okay. But maybe my perceptions has just changed in the last few years that the standard yeah. that we thought was okay in 2019 actually wasn't because we survived by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. Um, what about the flip side of this then? There's a comment from Philip again. I think you said about the gold category. He's, he's now suggesting a black category. <laughs> Someone who, you, who you'd relegate to being the worst of this bunch. It's got a, there's, only one. One, there's only one man in there. Just, it's Borgia Baston, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Probably. He didn't play. For 16 minutes he played. Like, drink, drink water was awful or something, didn't he? Mm, I think I'd probably have gone. I'd have gone drink water. I think yeah, oh, it's in training. The headbutt, uh... Yeah, it's just not what you want associated with the club. It was McGinn's replacement, wasn't it? Oh, it's just mad, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely mad. Um, oh, good yeah, times. Yeah. Poor... I mean, Tom Cowell, yeah, he got injured straight away, didn't he? When we signed him yeah. on loan, I think it was like the January of, a, of one of the of the championship seasons. Championship season, yeah. Um, but yeah, bust on barely any minutes. I mean, Barkley. Barkley's, I don't know what I think of Barkley to be honest. He scored a couple of goals. Yeah, he started well, didn't uh, he? Leicester away that winner. That maybe clouded my judgment slightly. That I mean, he deserves to be in red. Don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing to to move him up, but maybe he's is he the best of this bunch, Barkley? Mm. Not sure. Balassi, Balassi did okay in the champ, I think. Yeah, he did um, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I might just be clouded by a couple of goals from Barkley and the link up with Grealish for the yeah for the Liverpool game. Wasn't exciting, wasn't it? We had yeah, yeah. I had the fleeting moments where you thought that, that's a good sign. I think we good were team, quite excited about it when he when he when he joined. I think um, 
Josh or David, one of our scouting guys, did an episode with James Rushton about about Barking. It's like, oh, he's going to tick with with Greedy. Yeah, like, this Greedy. is going to work. This is exciting. Um, obviously, the way it ended, you know, proves that it wasn't a great signing. Mm. Um, yeah, Drinkwater straight down there. Samata straight down there. I mean, Samata, ten miller was that? Ten million? Yeah. Eleven 10, million? About ten million, just short. I mean, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah. Again, what I said about Brendier earlier, Marvin Snakamba and Ali Samata was twenty mil. Yeah. Brendier being thirty-three, it's not really that bad, is it? No, it's not. You look at all that. No. All right, let's get rid of this ticker thing because it's starting to mess with my eyes a little bit. These colours, <laughs> these, these colours don't match with our claret and blue scheme, do they? These no, uh, green, no. amber, and red things. Um, how do you assess our transfer business overall? Then, if you look at those, what four four years, nine transfer windows, forty-three players, millions spent. What four hundred mm-hmm. mil? Let's say on average, four hundred like mil. Three managers, two sporting directors. Mm. Um, yeah, and we've got a lot of players in green, in green and above, which suggests it's probably okay. But when you say those things, two sporting directors, three managers, four hundred mil, should we have got better for that than we have? Is there uh, a few too many reds? Tough to say because the, the, the transition from Championship to, to Premier League was tough. Full on, better get better build a new squad, didn't we? With that, just over 100, 120 mil, I think Dean Dean had on, on promotion. Okay, need to yeah. assemble a new squad because obviously the last one in the championship was Ajim, yeah, Yedinak, Whelan, Hutton was leaving, and, and people like that. So, a bit of a transitional period when we, when we got promoted. Had to do everything to survive, just about manage that. Um, and then, second season started really well, didn't we? Had a really good summer yeah. at 2020. Martinez, that was Johan Langer's first summer. Really good, strong window there. Martinez, Cash, Watkins, Bertrand Traore, Ross Barkley on loan. Assembled a really good start, a uh, uh, really good really good 11 there. But mm. at the time as well. Unbeaten in the first four was riding high, wasn't we? Uh, I remember what rightly. And obviously, Greece's injury come into it, and then we, we towered off to 11th, didn't we? Mm. Uh, two seasons ago. So, uh, And then last season, change of manager. And then we're starting all over again. But I think the, the emphasis now is on signing quality over quantity. And hopefully there's more gems up the sleeve of the Kamara ilk, Dan. A lot more players like that with real pedigree and real class. And hopefully that's that's the that's the way to go now. So uh, recruitment over the last four years, I'd say it's been pretty good, pretty okay, I'd say. Nothing more. It has been sensational given some of the deals we've had and haven't really worked. Leon Bailey, question mark over him. You've even said Buendia, Danny Ings, really waiting for them to really explode. And can Danny Ings get 15 goals or something like that and really really make a statement this season? Uh, yeah. I say that, that 2020 summer off was very strong. And hopefully there's a couple more deals to do. Two weeks to go tomorrow. Mm, I'd probably say... C plus or a B minus for yeah, yeah. grade on it. I think that's probably fair. There's, there's certainly some individuals that are, are worthy of more than that, and some oh, that yeah. are worthy of less than that. But I think overall, if you're putting them into categories of good, okay, and bad, effectively, the majority are in good. There's a fair few in, in okay, and there's similar amounts in bad. And a lot of those yeah. are, are loans or goalkeepers. So there's three goalkeepers in the bad, and four loans. So it's not like we're we're lumped with seven players there that are still here in a bomb squad on loads of money and we're saying they're terrible signers they're still here like we have at least yeah. moved most of them back on um, is there any of those that stand out as being like a good sale somebody I mentioned earlier like Grealish being our best sale obviously for the money but he wasn't a signing so for the players that we've signed anyone who's moved on since that you thought we've done okay with 
Mad target, I think it's a good sale. I think it really mm. is. Uh, it helped him having a good loan at Newcastle. I think we we got we recouped what we got I think, for him as well. So as soon as he wanted to leave, he made his feelings known. I think getting getting a, a good 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 sale from. I know people want more more money for him given the season he had previously, but on the whole, to to, to get the money back on him, given his service, I was quite good. I, I thought uh, other good sales. Yeah, getting cash in for Trezeguet was decent. I'm not sure what the fee was. Three or four million pounds for him, was it? Uh, he, he's got the yeah, Travis and Spore. That was recouping money's hard. The hardest thing to do, as, as, as we know, Dan. Got no yeah. takers for Troy, Al Ghazi, Gilbert at the moment. Um, so it's really tough to move players on for, for decent fees. So as as the owners have struggled with, um, their net spend is about 250 million pounds against the 440 they've spent. So and the greenish money's big, big, big uh, part of that. So, yeah, it's always tough. We had to shake hands on, on letting letting players leave for free previously as well. So, hopefully that 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 doesn't that, that doesn't carry on. But yeah, I'd say that target jumps at them is a decent sale. What about the flip side of a, of a, the best deal in terms of a financial thing later down the line? Maybe who who bringing the most profit if there was to be a sale? Obviously, I'm not going to say you know sign Martinez for twenty and sell him for hundred because we don't want to sell in any of these players yeah. really. But if you go to look at them from a business perspective, you know, like the Brentford yeah. model, sign somebody for cheap and sell them on. Is there someone that stands out as being good from a business perspective? Obviously, you look, you look at John McGinn at two or three million quid, obviously. I'd have said, I'd have said Edgy Ponson before, 12 million pounds. Mm. I've been a big fan of Ponson. I thought he was like a 50, 60 million pound defender on his day. But his form's dropped off. Mm. Um, so I thought that's a really good deal at 12 million quid. Um, others, looking at resale value, I don't think that's what we're looking at now, you know. Obviously, no, Kamara, no. but I think we're going up. Gerard's mentioned he wants to raise the age profile and sign more experienced. And with that, you struggle to sell sell older players on for a profit. So, mm. yeah, um, interesting to see how Tim Boone develops. Signing from West Brom last summer looks looks good. But yeah, like you say, Lucas Lucas Dean at twenty six million pound. Not going to make any more on him now. Yeah, uh, he's twenty nine, isn't he? So. The age category, Gatinia, seventeen million pound. Not going to make a profit on him, and that's that's the way we, we, we're rolling now. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how their careers develop at Villa. Mm, Chambers was dirt cheap, wasn't he as well? Yeah, good I mean, deal. you still get you still get more than twelve million for Conte. I think if you sold him today, cash was he fifteen or something like that? I think. Yeah, I mean, there's there seems million. to be inflation on on fullbacks and wingbacks anyway, so you could be a forty million right back yeah. quite easily. I think. Yeah. In this market, cash is a good um, show. Yeah. Watkins was twenty six to thirty ish. I mean, any decent striker these days is probably worth forty as a, as a starting yeah. point. I think. If, yeah, I mean, it's not really a conversation to be had, is it? Because I don't think we're going to sell any of these. Uh, Kamara is the obvious one as a free transfer. He was, he was highly rated anyway. I think if he if we not got him on a free, I think we'd have paid thirty five anyway for him as he is today. Yeah, he looks 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 even up more. Looks look at the players, the uh, players that are going elsewhere for big money. Kamara, what we've seen already over pre-season, a £50 million player there, perhaps, if not more. French international, good age, good 22. pedigree, played in the Champions League. If he wasn't a free transfer, he'd have been at least 30, 35 million to oh, uh, Man United or whatever. So, yeah. a couple of seasons in the Prem and does well. If he settles in the way he has so far, he's easily a £50 million midfielder. Yeah. Um, so, if you're talking about a business deal and, and profit, as much as his wages and sign-on fees are probably quite big, to get him on a free is massive. Um, you almost kind of blink sometimes and wonder how 
<laughs> we've even got him in the first place yeah. and that's one of those clubs like a Man United yeah. where it's all stemmed from with Gary Neville why they didn't go for someone like him with the start of their midfield like mm. Tom and I and Fred <sighs> I won't swap any of them for, for any of the players we've what got yeah again it should be worth more than that when he signs a new contract you'd be looking at 25 probably yeah for, again still a good age 24 I think he is 23 played a lot of games um, played a lot, a lot of, of games, games for us yeah so yeah, it should be okay. Yeah, if any of these players do have to move on, again Martinez, you don't want to lose him, but he was only twenty mil for a good keeper. You have to pay through yeah. the nose. Talking about Buendia being thirty, if he has a couple of good seasons and gets double figures in goals, yeah. again good good number tens, fifty mil. Like the prices are just going up and up, so they are. Yeah, we should we should be okay if we do have to make any sales. Um, but obviously we don't want to lose any of these players if we can help <laughs> it. Um, but that'll do, I think. Um, it's a shame to do a little bit of a, not a filler episode, because I've still enjoyed having a chat with you about, about yeah. Villa, but that we can't be talking about a new a new signing or a new contract or something exciting to talk about. Um, but that's just the way I think these things go. I mean, it'd be typical our look now that Villa announced something at like four o'clock. <laughs> and we're jumping back on in five minutes to talk about that. <laughs> now we've done our filler episode of the week. Um, yeah. If nothing happens, we'll catch up again on Friday. Um, to talk about the press conference and, and look ahead to Palace. I'm off yep. tomorrow, so if something does happen, it won't be me doing it. So <laughs> it's not my problem. Um, but yeah, we'll see how things go. Ash, thanks for your time and thanks for your uh, your input to put that list together and uh, all That's the right. stats and the figures. And uh, thanks for those watching along on Facebook for your comments as well. Like I said, we'll see you on Friday if uh, nothing happens over the next 24 hours or so. And then it's all ours on Palace. Uh, so thank you very much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.